Alexander Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage, along with me as my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Changing and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing quite well, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing all right, but I am uh, uh, was very... Uh, excited to start the show just so I could hear the story about the shirt. <laughs> okay, well, why don't you uh, read my shirt to the listeners? Uh, it says Galloway Bay Brewery established. Galloway, not Galloway. 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 Right. Galloway Bay Brewery established 2009 with what looks like uh, some kind of uh, deep sea creature. Is that what it is? No, it's uh, what's his name? Some, some guy that holds, holds a trident. Yeah, it's it's Neptune, dude. Oh, Neptune. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Neptune yeah. with the like it has a little communist tendency there. It does. It's got a star around it. But uh, so you, you've never heard of uh, Galway or Galway Bay Brewery? No, where's that? Ireland. Wow, where'd you get? Hold on, did you go to Ireland recently? I did that not. I'm, that I'm uh, but my my niece lives there, and her your, your niece lives in Ireland in Galway. Yep, yep. And uh, her boyfriend works at this brewery. That's pretty cool. <laughs> right, right. See, I knew you'd be jealous. That's why. <laughs> I am a little jelly. I am a little jelly, uh, And uh, the reason that Alex is jealous is because he is just a, 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 a I, I would call you a brewery file, you know. A brewery file? A, a craft brew file, yeah. F- like P-H-I-L-E, like, uh, you know, someone who loves something, Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you're not wrong. You know, like I it, love breweries in in the in the same context as like audiophile or pedophile, you know that sort of thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, guy. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, not trying I'm to not, fuck breweries. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm just saying you have a a, um, a a a love for a passion for breweries, craft breweries. Yeah, but it's a weird kind of passion for it, though. Yeah, it's more of like. I think it has something. I don't know what I don't know what it is. To be honest with you, though, yeah. but I've always lo- I, look. I always love breweries, though. I like it when people are just brewing their own beer. Yeah, you yeah. know. And you have a lot. And harken back to you have a lot of brewery shirts and hats. I have some. Yeah, and stickers and things. Stickers like that. the most of. But I know you don't have a single one. Yeah, but you didn't get me one. Ireland. Yeah, but why didn't you get me one though? Like you uh, know, I like them, and then you didn't even get well, me this one. This is from you years got one for me yourself. Th- I know I didn't. I, this is from years ago. And bullshit, and it is. No, I you, just so I've never seen you wear this shirt until today. That's because I just found it this week in my drawer. I said, oh, I got to wear that <laughs> on Saturday for Alex because I know how jealous he'll be. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Well, it worked. And it's it's slightly. I can't lie. I'm totally jelly. I I would give it to you, but it's it's a little snug on me, so that it's there's no way it would fit your fat ass. Whoa, yeah. guy. Yeah. You're so. not that skinny. <laughs> no. Let I'm me not, just but, let's just kind of throw that out there right now. <laughs> let's not let's not uh you know give the audience something that they don't Pot, deserve. Meat kettle. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so I had a, a interesting week. So yeah. what happened? Well, uh, my, of course, uh, most of our listeners know uh, my 
weird relationship with driver's licenses. Yes, you do have quite a unique one. Yeah, and I went without a driver's license uh, for a legal challenge uh, that landed me in jail a couple of times. From That you end up losing. Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Twice arre- uh, uh, arrested, uh, thrice convicted, I eventually gave up. But I went without a driver's license uh, from 2011 to 2015. And uh, finally in 15... Four years, by the way. <laughs> finally awesome. in 15, I gave up and went and renewed my license. Well, now it's 2023, eight years later, mm-hmm. I had to renew my driver's license. All right. Okay. Um, so my wife is like, you have to make an appointment. You have to make an appointment. They won't accept you without an appointment. I'm like, yeah, they will. Yeah, they'll accept me without an appointment. She's like, okay, you go see. You go find out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go down there, and I'm, I'm going to you know, get in there without an appointment. So I'm, I'm walking into the Pinellas County, North Pinellas County, DHSMV. Uh, DMV is commonly known. <coughs> Excuse me. And big sign up front, this office by appointment only. Okay. I'm like, oh, shit. So I walk up to the front counter. And uh, I say, uh, yeah, I'm here to renew my driver's license. And she's like, okay, what time's your appointment? And I said, I don't have an appointment. She says, didn't you see the sign? And I said, yes, (laughs) but I'll just wait. Just give me a number and I'll wait. She says, well, sir, I'm I'm afraid we can't do that. This, This office is by appointment only. And she goes, would you like to make an appointment? I said, yes. And she goes, okay, uh, when is good for you to make an appointment? I said, right now. I'd like to make an appointment for right now. And she looks at me for a second and goes, okay. <laughs> and hands me a number. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, now, even though I got the number, I'm going to be, you know, sitting here forever. The place was packed. You know, it was, there was like two empty chairs in the waiting room. It was that packed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I Probably sit. Probably because they overbook like airlines. And, right. And I sit down. And I start texting my wife like an aha, I told you so. And I get halfway through the text. I didn't even finish the text and they called my number. <laughs> so not only did I intimidate this woman to the point where she gave me an appointment for right now, <laughs> she put me at the very front of the line. No shit. Yeah, because there, I think there was maybe one or two numbers called before me. And then your number got called. And then my number got called. No shit. Yeah, so I... <clears throat> No sooner sat down and started to text my wife that to, I told you I got would get in. But I tell you, and folks, take this as a secret to success in all things. What I did is I put on a nice button-down shirt, and I put on a suit jacket, and I walked in with my shoulders back, my chest out, my, my chin up, okay, and I spoke extremely quietly extremely confidently and with the assumption that everybody there was going to do exactly what i wanted them to do and folks that works and it especially works on small-minded bureaucrats i mean it was it it was a beautiful thing i wish you were there to see it yeah i wish i was there it it was it was just glorious because at first this woman was like like she even asked me didn't you see the sign I said, yes. And that's all I said, (laughs) you know, and it's just when you do that, I think those people have no idea how to deal with you. And when they get into that mindset that, okay, this is a person that they're not 
they're they're just they seem like they know what they're doing so i better just okay yes that's it i could get in trouble if i don't get this guy i'm not being belligerent i'm just being so confident in the fact that this person is going to do what i want that they do what you want you know it's it's an amazing thing and it works and and really I, i always call it the jedi mind trick but that's what it is it works so well on small-minded bureaucrats and that's what i like to call these people the people well there's a sign so it must be true you know what i'm saying yeah yeah those type of people they're just so easy so folks do that always dress the part that's the key well, thing. one step above yes where, where you're going always dress one step above if you're any in this situation one step above how anyone else in there will be dressed yeah okay it immediately puts in their mind okay this one's someone in this important always speak very low very calm but very assertively yeah you know? but not rude but never rude never belligerent don't lo- raise your voice ruin it ruin when, it for you when you when you start to run into pushback talk lower and talk slower and make that kind of emphasis and and, and that will it, it's just it, it's I mean, it amazing doesn't work every time but it works way more times than it, you think it, it does. works way more times than it should yeah <laughs> so that's uh that's how i got through the dmv and i you know i, I feel bad most of the pasco most of the Pinellas people end up going to pasco because you don't need an appointment yeah pasco doesn't do it and i thought about going to that but i said you know what no i'm just going to try to to bully my way through it yeah you know? well you always said pasco as a backup in case yeah <laughs> that was that was actually my plan b <laughs> if they really you know if, if, if none of it worked that's where i was going so yeah but uh yeah so just, I think you got to uh, give to fasano because fasano runs Fasano's not a bad guy, honestly. Yeah, he runs Pasco yeah. County. And he's I'm, he's an okay person. Uh, for a politician, he's he's not someone I hate. You know, and that's about as as far as I can ever go for most politicians. Yeah, I don't hate you. <laughs> so, but anyway, that that was a good time for me. Um, so, what else going on with you, man? Anything uh, anything interesting? Uh, no? It was a slow week. Yeah. You know, just kind of a a, 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 a weirdly kind of slow You seem week in a much better mood this week. Ah, it's more of a facade than anything else. Oh, really? I mean, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it was all right. It was just a, just kind of an overall, well, I will say this. So one of the musical channels that I play in mm-hmm. the car is Mozart radio. So classical music. Nice. Nice. Which it, I, I will say this out of all the channels I play, classical gets the most compliments. Right. And I do think there's something very nice, like if somebody's getting out of the airport and getting into the car and Soothing. they hear classical music, they, yeah. they feel better about things right? or whatever. So that's nice. Unless I, you're playing the William Tell Overture or, you know, yeah, something like, Ride of the Valkyries, something like yeah, that. Nothing, you know? But it's never that, though. Mozart Radio Light normally classical. just plays. Yeah. yeah. And so these two people get in the car, this guy and this girl get in this car, and they are, they're like, oh, you're playing classical. And they're very interested in it, right? Right. And... I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I play it and this and this. And so he starts asking some questions about like what people think about it. I'm like, well, actually, it's the most popular channel I got. Most people give me compliments. Well, the reason why they were so interested in it is they play for the Florida Orchestra. Oh, no kidding. And come to find out that the Florida Orchestra plays like three times a week. Yeah, yeah. Like they play every Sunday at Ruth Eckert Hall. Saturday night they play Mahaffey. And Friday night I think they play, um, or it's either, it's either Friday or Saturday at Mahaffey. And then either Friday or Saturday at the Stras. You know, I, I didn't know they actually played that often, but you see them all the time, you know, playing. So I, yeah. I knew that they they played a lot, but I had no idea it was three times a week. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think I did. I I was very shocked. At I've that seen too. them a couple times. Yeah, are they good? No, oh, yeah, excellent. 
Yeah, so we we got into talking about it, and he, and he was asking why, you know, why does he think that people listen to it? And so I was given some reasons, but I will say this though, and I think this is this is the one thing that sucks for like if you're a musician mm-hmm. or you're a singer, I think in some ways music is almost ruined for you in a way that it's not ruined for the layman. Oh, I, I would totally disagree with that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I'll well, tell you t- why. T- tell me why you say that. Yeah. Because you, if you're a, like an orchestra person, right? Like right. if you play music, then right. you're listening an to it. Orchestra person. <laughs> I, I just like that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> but you're listening to it with a more critical ear than if you mm. are, than if you're just a layman. If you're a layman, you couldn't tell mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Or you couldn't yeah. tell if somebody was doing a really good job or a really yeah. bad job. Like, it, it, unless, like if you are a person that knows exactly what's going on and you can look and you can critique it, then I think that the fact that you will critique it takes away from you enjoying it. No, no, I would totally disagree. And I, I say this. Of as, course you would. Well, I, I, I'll tell you why. And again, I'm a very amateur and amateurish musician. But I've got, your ego is the thing that causes your problem. But go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm not good. <laughs> I, I enjoy playing music, but I'm not that good at it okay, at all. Fair okay, enough. So I, I do recognize uh, what I always say is what I lack in talent, I make up for in vol- volume and distortion. Okay. Um. So <laughs> and power chords. <laughs> Never go wrong with power chords. But um, it, it, I do have uh, an excellent ear for music. Like I can, I can pick out pieces in music that a lot of other people can't like, you know, I'll be hanging out with someone and say, Oh, did you hear the, the time signature change in that? You know, and things yeah. like, and it, yeah. But so I think it may make you critique some things a little more, but it also makes you appreciate the really good stuff that much more. So well, it, okay, it kind of goes both so ways. I do think that there's a little bit of truth to what you're saying. However, I do think that by having to always be, by always just your mind, even on a subconscious level, always going for that. Yeah, I think it does do a little bit to dissuade you uh, on that part. Uh, I, I, I would say no, no. I, I think that that a musician loves music more than the the average person does. Or otherwise, they wouldn't be a musician. You know. So yeah, but I think again, even though that by you hear being that, more on the inside of it, though, I think it takes away something that you as no, a, just no, a regular it consumer. Adds to it. No, I, I would disagree. I would say it goes the other way. Mm. Now. You may end up hating like bubblegum, repetitive, formulaic music, pop music, and stuff like that more, but you appreciate the good stuff more. I, I can understand a little bit of what you're saying there, but yeah. at the same time, I, I think my point still kind of. I think the point that I'm making, there's still some validity to I, it. I think you just have a wider range um, on both ends. The, the really good stuff you appreciate that much more and the really bad stuff you hate that much more I, I just think the fact that you're that you're that you have that wider range is a little bit of a problem okay just to end this argument I'm gonna say you're right well I mean I didn't need that in order for you to, to do it but <laughs> you're absolutely right but that was one of the people I picked up and I thought was actually kind of funny yeah the other uh what would they play by the way the instruments? Yes. Okay, so the guy played the trombone? No, 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 the trumpet. And the girl played the violin. Oh, nice. Nice. Nothing sexy. And they met in the, they met well, they met in school right. in 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 orchestra people school. There's almost nothing sexier than a female violin player. 
Yeah. It is pretty sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially an electric violin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Or electric so. oboe. Uh, <laughs> there's no such thing as an electric oboe, dude. Yeah, there is. An oboe is a woodwind. Uh, so it's a not violin. A, no, it's a stringed instrument. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you don't even. No, no, no. There's a woman that there's a woman that an plays an oboe electric is a woodwind. Well, it, it may be amplified, but it's not. Oh, I don't know what there's, she calls that uh, stuff. In, unless there's some weird instrument that I've never heard of, an electric oboe, huh? I don't know how you'd make a woodwind instrument electric. Now I got to look that up. I we I actually met this woman that did the that did the Wonder Woman theme. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Oh well. Uh. Yeah. I guess there it is a thing, but it's it's not like it, it it's like a synthesizer. It's not really a. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's 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 a, a essentially a synthesizer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I guess that's a thing. But an electric violin is just like an electric guitar with stringed instruments. It's real easy because the the electricity is in the pickups. So the vibrations of the string is what triggers the electrical current, and it turns into sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So, but uh, yeah. Anyway, well, that's cool. Yeah. All right, so at any rate, though, that was one of the people I picked up. But like I said, other than that, it was a kind of a slow week, though. Even though I did, okay, I picked up one guy that was a, <laughs> all right, so I'm picking up at Soho, which I actually don't like doing. Right. And it was last Saturday night, which, again, I don't, I don't like picking people up from Soho. This guy is just so fucking drunk. Like, just <laughs> oh, no. hammered drunk. Oh, boy. He can't barely even get in the car. I'm surprised you took the ride. I didn't want to. Yeah. He was a young guy though. It was just one person. It's like get him home. Yeah, like like I'm gonna get him home. Yeah. He was he was in the uh, Coast Guard and getting ready to go on like a big deployment. Okay. Now as soon as he gets in the car, I literally hand him the bag. Oh yeah. And I'm like, here's the bag. You're right. gonna hold on to this. <laughs> yeah. And he used that fucking bag. Oh, he puked. In but it? he was a young kid though, oh, and he geez. puked in the bag. But he was a young kid that was getting deployed. Right. You know. Yeah. Like I, and I, I kind of you like, give him some latitude. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, look, if you're like, like I want to make sure you get home. Right. So I ended up taking the guy home and it was, I mean, it took a little bit to get there, but I got him there and I got him, I got him home. But it was one of those things where it was like, you know, oh, I'm drunk, man. I'm really drunk. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he's just in the back, like just having a hard time with things. And, uh, the car is spinning out in his mind. <laughs> oh, I bet it was. I bet it was. Because he lived a little bit of ways away too. Like it was a, it was a little bit of a haul. Oh, God. Because it was yeah. like near 60 and 19. And there's nothing worse than being that drunk in the backseat of a car. Oh, yeah. And like, and I can only drive so fast to get somebody home. Right. Yeah. So you're like, fuck. All, All right, right. I'll oh. get you there. Poor dude. And he didn't know where he lived. Oh, no. It was that bad. <laughs> He's like, it's building this. And it's an apartment complex where you right. can't see any of the building numbers. Right. And you're like, fuck. He's no help to get where he Right. He, he can't recognize no, anything. No, he can't recognize yeah. shit. I end up driving by that the same place. I had to drop him off like two times. <laughs> Finally, I get there and I'm like, oh, that's the building. Okay, good. All right, here you go, buddy. Are you all right? And I'm like, here, hand me the bag. You know, he hands me the bag. Oh, and I literally take the bag and throw it on the right in front of his apartment. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm not taking, I'm, not, I'm just going to put it right there. I don't care. Yeah. Like, just get out of my fucking car. Right. Oof. Yeah. You know? Oh, what a night, huh? Yeah. But I, I mean, again, I felt bad for him, though. And he was getting ready for like a three-month deployment to Haiti. 
Right. You know, so it's not like you're going to get any good shore time on that. Oh, yeah. And you've done a Haiti deployment, so you know how much that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just really weird, but like, oh, it was just, I was just, so that, you know, again, though, no, when the thing about it is when you do a lot of airport runs, what you lose out in, like what you gain in cleanliness of car, you lose out in interestingness of stories. Right. Right. You know, because like, yeah, that's true. You know, you don't get, you Your don't get a lot of stories were so much better when you were hitting the strip clubs at 4 a.m. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? I, and I, don't get me wrong. I still hit the strip clubs now, but right. like I do get more annoyed at the strip clubs now. Yeah. Just because like hookers aren't as, as uh, entertaining as you used to. Not, no, them, not huh? they used to be. <laughs> Actually. So hold on. The other night, though, I did take one. I took a I took a stripper from one strip club to another strip club. Oh, she was doing double shifts. Yeah. So this is a thing, though. So you have strip clubs that are open till 3 a.m. Right. And then strip clubs that are open till 6 a.m. Right. But in all reality, those strip clubs only open at about 2.30 to 3 a.m. Right. And it's, you know, like, I imagine those are bottle club. Yeah. Clubs. Yeah. Those are yeah. more of the bottle club places. And so I took one from which like, are those are probably the full nude, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I took this chick from foreplay to like one that's off of. Gandhi. OK. Yeah. Off of Gandhi or no park. It's park there. OK. But off of park in Seminole. Right. Which, you know, I didn't know there are any strip clubs on park. But. Oh, dude, they're everywhere. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. The one thing about doing this job now is what I realize is there are way more strip clubs than I thought there were. Are they like they tiny are, ones in strip centers or something? Or or just in the middle of like industrial areas back huh. off the beaten. Like over by the Buck Stadium, dude, there's probably 12 of them. Oh, well, yeah. Dale Mabry, of course. Yeah. But right. then but you that's go, like world famous for strip clubs. Well, these aren't world famous strip clubs, though. Well, there's, yeah. I'm not talking about the ones on Dale Mabry. Take well, those out the of the equation. Is. Yeah, yeah. North of the stadium. Oh. In between like the airport and Dale Mabry. Okay. North of the stadium. There's like 12 of them there. Hmm. Like you don't even know it. And then, and again, they're in all other places, man. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing how many fucking strip clubs are on campus, <laughs> by the way. That's what we're known for. And that's the thing. Like, but when they mention Orlando's them, got the mouse, we got the strippers. <laughs> yes. We have them in and, fucking droves. We, we got lots of them. And a lot of, look, and a lot of these strippers work multiple places. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we produce a lot of premium adult content. A lot of porn out there comes from Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Good amount, man. Right. Put so, that, put that in your be pipe proud and of. smoke it, DeSantis. Something to be proud of. Hey, uh, did you uh, did you happen to catch, and I know the answer to this because I asked you this before the show, you didn't catch the City Bike Karen thing, did you? No. Okay. No. All right. That's good. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners haven't. Uh, we're going to start by, um, I'm going to actually play this video here. And I'll kind of give you a blow-by-blow. Blow. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll set the video up initially. Uh, so in uh, in New York City, uh, they have these things called city bikes, which you basically have an app attached to your credit card, kind of like an Uber. And you, uh, you know, you pick a bike, you put in the serial number, you and you get to use the bike. Okay. And these bikes, you know, they charge a fee for the service. If you don't return them to a, you know, a designated location within 24 hours, they actually charge you $1,200 for because they consider the bike lost or stolen. Yeah, I mean, you have these things in Saint downtown Tampa and downtown yeah, St. Pete, too. the same thing. There's a lot of these in a lot of cities. And... Yeah, so, so people are familiar with the concept. So uh, to set this up, what this video has is a uh, probably a, a 30-something uh, white woman in nurse's scrub wearing like a medical id badge you know like she just she she just uh, gotten off a shift at work and a young black man uh fighting over a bike and there's several of the the young black man's friends around 
and I want you to listen to the uh, the clip here and see uh, see what you think. Let me see the video. No, no, record him, record him, record him, record him. Help me! Please help me! Please help me! They both got their hands on the handlebars fighting over this bike. Please get off! Why you took his phone? What's wrong with you? Don't touch his phone. Do not touch his phone. I'm not touching you. She's pregnant. Madu, stop. No, Madu, stop. No, no, no. No. Now another white man comes up and tries to de-escalate. They're fighting over the bike again. Hassan, you pulled it out? Uh, this is my bike, it's on my account. Yes, Please move. Alright, so why don't we set, reset the bike? I'm not resetting the bike. It's his, it's his, it's his. Reset it. I'm gonna pull it out on your account. She's crying now. This is my bike. crying. She's fake crying. Stop fake crying. Hey, stop touching me. I don't touch you. Hold up, hold up. Hey, stop touching me. Stop touching me. Why don't you take this bike? Stop touching me. You're not touching me. I will. I can't. Exactly, so take it. So take it. Oh, no, stupid ass. Fuck out of here. Your baby gonna come out with How you stop crying? Not a tear came down, miss. Not a tear came down. Okay, so that's the end of the video. So, what's your takeaway on that? All right, so it sounds to me, again, from watching the video, that. The dude had it was the dude's scooter because it was on his account. Okay. She wanted it, and I think initially she probably thought that because she was a woman, that she was going to be able to get it. Okay. And that she was going to be able to kind of hassle her way to getting the bike. And the dude wasn't having it. And pretty much all of the internet agreed with you. So this woman within and this video was viewed like 40 million times okay um she was doxxed uh like i said she just uh, come off a, a shift at the hospital where she works uh her um she was suspended from her work uh pending an investigation into this matter um and you know it just she's received death threats and everything like this you know just the entire internet had just completely turned against her yeah um, and I'll read some of the story. Well, here. Hold on. There's hey. one more point I want to make there. Too, okay, though. go ahead. The other point that I would want to make there is this, though. Chivalry is fucking dead, too. Right. And that maybe the dude. And again, I'm not saying the dude had to do this. Right. He didn't have to do this. Right. But maybe. Dude should have been a gentleman and just given her the bike. Yeah, that's a good take. But he, however, she he, was acting the fool though, and I don't know what really was going on before that, or how it got to the point when the video started. Right. So with, with only being able to watch the video portion of it, if I had to sit, lay blame with one person or the other, I'd lay it with the woman for acting the fool though. Yeah, and, and pretty much because she was definitely acting the fool. Everybody agreed on that. Um, in fact, uh, one of the articles said, uh, and I'm quoting now, a white woman in New York City has earned the nickname City Bike Karen after a video went viral of her trying to steal a black-use rentable bicycle. Critics likened her behavior to that of Carolyn Bryant, the white woman who cried wolf and caused Emmett Till's murder. Some sleuths online were allegedly able to identify the woman as Sarah Jane Comrie, 
a medical physician's assistant employed with Bellevue Hospital. They were able to glean the information from her ID card visible in the video. Okay. So she was, Jesus. yeah, she was doxxed. You know, she um, was suspended from her job the entire, you know, she. I think that's going too far, though, by the way. Y- you think? Yeah. She wasn't on the clock. Th- what she was doing right there. right so why so, would you get suspended from your job because you got in an argument with somebody over a bike right and again she wasn't trying to steal the bike per se she was trying to use the bike the guy doesn't own the bike so how can you steal it right right well you know to 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 give a little context you know if someone else takes that bike and doesn't return it then whoever you know paid for that bike rented that bike is going to be on the hook for 1200 well, yeah bucks, but th- those are all know? gps monitored like they're going to find the bike yeah but they still can charge your account for that well that's true too all right flat uh, fast forward two days okay the woman gets an attorney okay and through her attorney she releases to the media the receipt of her having rented that bike and the video the video shows the serial number of the bike and her app uh, log history and her receipt confirmed she was the one. Oh, so she actually was she the one that rented the bike. It was her bike. The dude was trying to steal it from her. Oh, that's the, the dude. Well, because I hold on. I asked the question initially who had the bike, and you I told me it say. was the dude. I didn't say. Oh, yeah. You assume that, and so did everybody else. And I saw this video, and I have to say, you know, me, I, I'm pretty like, well, I don't know what's going on here. But I was leaning that direction. If you put a gun to my head and, and ha- asked me what had happened, I'd probably say, well, it looks like she was being a Karen. You know? Yeah. But again, in my mind, I'm saying, well, I don't really have enough information to make a conclusion. But if I had to go one way or another. But in the video, the dude says he has it. He was lying. Oh. He was lying. She paid for it. And as soon as she paid for it, he came up and tried to grab it. And that is, and the point I'm trying to make in this is that is what kind of dangerous world we live in today. I mean, you have things like, uh, for example, um, the reason this blew up is because a a prominent civil rights attorney, a a black man by the name of Ben Crump, tweeted it. He's a grifter boy. Okay. What he said, and this is how it became viral, is, quote, this is unacceptable. A white woman was caught on camera attempting to steal, emphasized in all caps, a city bike from a young black man in New York City. She grossly tried to weaponize her tears to paint this man as a threat. This is exactly the type of behavior that has endangered so many black men in the past. And he's not wrong about that. He's not wrong about that. Well, but he's he's doing, he's crying wolf, though. But exactly. Without knowing all the facts. Now, here's the thing. Uh, This came out yesterday, I believe, maybe the day before, that she actually rented the bike. She has absolute proof that she rented that bike. Yeah. Okay. Um, Now, a lot of the same people who were accusing her initially are saying she's still at fault for not giving the bike to him. Because oh, that's bullshit. Though. Because of white privilege. Oh, come on. <laughs> right. But my bigger point in this it's, it, the, is, it, is not the white-black thing. It's not the racial component of this. It's that we live in a world, thanks to a essentially a TikTok generation, okay, that a one-minute and 20-second video clip can make you believe that you understand the entirety of any situation and you know without question who is right and who is wrong. 
And that's the world we live in. And that entire philosophy permeates into every aspect of our daily lives. And it's the reason that people feel justified in demonizing certain groups of people. It's the reason that people feel justified in shooting uh, people in road rage incidents. It's the reason that we have a two-party system that does exactly the same thing but gets you all worked up using sound bites. We have to resist this type of thinking. We have to stop having these emotional knee-jerk gut reactions to everything, everything, because it's causing our decline not only as a civilization, but as, as a, a humanity in general, as a species. This will be our undoing, you know, because it, it makes us perceive the world in such a way that there is one side and there is another side. And one side must always be defeated. And that's the, the mindset that we're getting into. And I see it watching these conversations, you know, and I, I don't engage in them, but I just watch them happen and how it immediately becomes confrontational because everybody and uh, most people in this case, nobody made the right conclusion as to what actually happened there. Nobody, not a single person out there, but they were still fighting. They were still fighting. They were finding some other way to fight against themselves, even though 100% of the people out there commenting, commenting were wrong, you know? Well, because the dude lied. Exactly. Now, does hold on. Since this has come out, though, right. has the dude had any response? Not that I've seen. And he, as far as I know, we don't even know his name at this point. So it does appear that <laughs> there's nobody out there trying to find him or dox him, even though the entire Internet was immediately willing to dox her. Yeah, so that does I'm sure they me. lifted that suspension, by the way. Uh, I assume so. I, I would think so. Yeah. But the other thing is this, and this is that whole thing with the, the again, I, I, it's weird how we bring this back to certain themes. It's like that Aruhu movement, people. Right. It's that, like, even though the other person is doing something wrong, somehow they get a pass because of there, their skin there color. There was a percentage of, of uh, commenters that I saw that were saying that it doesn't matter. She should have let him have it anyway. So because he was black, that trumped the fact that she was a pregnant woman who had just come off a 12-hour shift and was trying to get home. But because he was black, in their minds, she should have just given him the bike, which could have potentially cost her $1,200. Yeah, and that's, that's a mindset out there. But by the same token, everyone initially, white, black, whatever your politics were, pretty much jumped the gun and thought she was at fault. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, hold on. I do got another story. Go ahead. I do got another story. It's actually kind of, it doesn't relate towards this, but it might do a little bit though. I was picking up somebody from a bar at uh, BJ's bar off of Tampa Road. Yeah, I don't know it. You know oh, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Circle yeah, K it's, near it's not BJ's. It, and then there's a strip yeah, club. Yeah. Or not a, a strip plaza. Yeah, it's it's not that anymore, but it's a... Uh, I still think it's, it's called BJ's. The Buffalo something Buffalo and the 51 Club. Or, yeah, it's something like rate, that. Yeah. So now, here's the thing. The parking lot 
the space in between the all the cars in the first row, right, or in the front of the thing, and by all, the big wooden door, right? Uh, I don't think there's. I don't think there was a big wooden. door. There is. Okay, go ahead. But but the the, the space in between. Like you have the strip plaza, then right. there's parking spots right in front of the strip plaza. Right. Then you have space right. for people to drive, two lanes, right. and then more cars on this side. Right. I pull up. Now there's a guy in a car that is he's a black guy in a car that he backed into the spot. So when he goes out, he can just go out that way. Right. Like there was enough room. For, and I was and I was on the far side, so there, I was giving the most space there, right. not for any reason for him in particular, but just because that's just the way I was gonna that, the way I parked it. Right. And he had enough room to get out. Like he I, he was not blocked in. Were you in a spot? No. No. Oh, then you're wrong. Well, hold on. What do you mean I'm wrong? You're wrong. I'm jumping to a conclusion, just like an internet. I'm in fact, I'm going to dox you. I, I this, folks, it's Alex Snicker who did this. Let his employer know. Okay. Are we are we done? Yeah, we're done. For are now. we done? Yeah. Okay. For now. So I pull up. Now I would say he had it, and I looked. He had enough enough space. He wouldn't even have to turn the wheel hard. Right. And he was and he was there. And um, you know, I stop. I'm getting out. I'm waiting for my ride. And he's like, I need you to move your. And he's yelling out of his. He like he rolls his window down and then yells out of his window. But it's so f- far away, I can't really. Right. I can't hear what he's saying. Right. So I walk up to the car and I'm like, What's going on, man? And he's like, I need you to move your car. You have me blocked in. And I'm looking, I'm looking around, I'm looking at the space, I'm looking back at him, and I'm just like, "You got, you got enough room to get out, man." Right. No, 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 I need. To, you're blocking me in. You're blocking me in. So I'm like, "All right, you know what? I'm just gonna move the car." Uh, th- that was actually a prudent move. I mean, it, guy might not have been a good driver, might not have been a confident driver, and he's coming out of a bar. <laughs> you know well the thing is i would move my car well here's the thing he was waiting for something i don't know what he was waiting right. for. He was waiting for something so and i ended up backing the car out but i actually think that this dude did this and again i'm making an assumption right here right i literally think this dude did this because i was white and he was black and he wanted a white person to have to do something for him mm. is or that is he that wanted the vibe to be able to tell a white person what to do is that the vibe you got that's the vibe i got yeah, but if you because here's the thing, you had enough room. Eh, he might have, but if, if and that could be true. But if you were actually, you know, parked in the street and not in a spot, not in the street, but in the driveway in the parking lot, even though it was a two lane driveway, yeah, you're still kind of in the wrong. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not really in the wrong, but you're you're in the wrong enough to if someone asks you to move, you move. Yeah, no, 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 and that's look, and that's yeah. the other assumption that I made right there. Yeah, but like I said, I was I, and again, I, <laughs> I did this as well as I backed. So I, I did it backed up five foot because you know, I'm like, right? I, you're fucking, you, you're backed into the spot, dude. Right? Like literally, <laughs> like you're backed into the spot. It's not like you have to make a maneuver. Yeah, you what, know what I'm saying? Was it like a long vehicle or no? Wasn't that long of a vehicle? Okay. So I backed the thing out, got back out of the car. I'm like, is that enough room for you, guy? <laughs> <laughs> so you got a little uh got a little uppity well, with him. He could, he couldn't hear me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't hear me, but <laughs> look and it, that, here's the thing at that point I and look I mentioned the guy's race even though I didn't give a fuck what race you were because right. you were just being a jerk. Like I looked at it as like you're just being a jerk, but then I recognized it I'm like, "Oh, you're probably doing this because I'm I, white." I, I that's you know, I would say that it, it's it's not um out of the realm of possibility that that was the case. But you might be jumping to a conclusion there. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, it could. Well, and hold on, there's he, might, a re- he just might not have been a confident driver. 
It could be that too. Yeah. Um, but there was another funny part about that as well. The reason the guy was waiting though is because there were two cops across the street with somebody pulled over. And so he was just waiting for those people to for the cops to leave so he could leave at that point. Oh, <laughs> smart move. So yeah, oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. All smart all So day he long. was definitely coming out of the bar and he probably had a few. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah. But it was just one of those funny things. And I will say sometimes with some of the passengers I pick up that are black, like I'll stop and literally like, oh, no, I need you to go up a little bit further because, you know, they're living in an apartment or something. Right. And they'll have to go up a little bit further. And it's like I have to get exactly so it's like the shortest distance from where they are, like where they are. Right. And it, sometimes I think that they're doing it again. Maybe it's just my perception yeah, of it. I, but sometimes I think that they do it just so they can like, no, I'm telling you exactly where to go. Because they haven't. Sometimes it's, there's just an attitude I, with it, dude. I think that I, I, and again, maybe it's just me just looking in for some bad cases. Reasons. That may be true, but I think that you're also hypersensitive to it. Because here's the thing: if I'm taking an Uber home, okay, and the Uber stops in front of my next door neighbor's house instead of my house, I'm going to say, "Oh no, it's the next house up." Okay, there's a difference between that and apartments, though. No, there's not. If if like you if 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 like picture like a walk-up stairwell right yeah if you pull up to the stairwell before theirs and they say oh no no it's the next stairwell i mean dude you know i really i mean i hear what you're saying but i, I guess if you have to look at each situation and it's it, it the way it comes out it's just I, I sometimes think, it's just like oh okay i gotta move up a couple more I, feet for I you i think you're falling for what we all fall for is making assumptions. We I'm not going to disagree make, with you on that. All of us, all of us make way too many assumptions. I made an assumption that that uh, you know uh, uh, this poor woman that's now forever known as City Bike Karen was in the wrong. Um, you know, I made an assumption. Here's the thing: when I went to the DMV, I made the assumption. That the woman behind the counter was a small-minded bureaucrat. For all I know, that woman could have 180 IQ, and you know, absolutely be the most amazing human being of all time. Just happens to have a relatively yeah. crappy job. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll, but we all make the assumptions, and I think we all need to get better at not doing that. I will say this though: in that video, though, the one the one mistake that the woman made is not saying she paid for it. Was not saying no. This is mine. I paid for it. Right. Well, I think that probably happened before the video started rolling. And by the time that someone started recording, I mean, they both had their hands like the shouldering each other and both their hands were on the handlebar and she was yelling for help. Yeah. So when the video started, I think she was beyond that point. Well, no. And that's she what, felt and, like she was getting robbed. Yeah, and that's yeah. what happens. And it's like watching. Look, it's like watching. I, I, I watch a lot of these videos that are the. Uh, the Uber driver videos where the person's <laughs> in the back, like, right. you know, acting the fool or doing something stupid right. and stuff. Yeah. And I got to tell you, after doing that job, after doing the job for a while, there's some of the video you didn't see. Oh, yeah. Like, there's parts of the video that would fully explain. There was a lead up to that. The passenger's behavior. Yeah. And the other thing, the other one. Or the that, driver's behavior. Or the, well, yeah, there was some something that the driver did to initiate the customer to act like that. Right. Because customers just don't act like that. Right. Like, in all the times I've doing it, I've never had anybody act like that. Yeah. Like never. Yeah. The other one is the people that are canceling the ride halfway through. I don't understand these ones either. And the reason why I don't understand them is this. The driver wouldn't know where to go. What do you mean? If you canceled the ride halfway through. Oh, right. Yeah. If you cancel it, then the app cancels where you're going. Right. 
he'd just how would you know where to go yeah the the route would end yeah <laughs> it's like all right you're getting out here yeah so i don't understand those videos but again it's you know yeah who knows I, look a lot of it's manufactured oh it is it is so much so many of these videos that you think are real are manufactured <laughs> a lot of them yeah. yeah yeah a lot of some yeah. of them aren't like you know this one probably wasn't but it, like if if you're ever in doubt uh the first thing to ask is why was someone filming this yeah <laughs> that's the first because if you 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 know something just happened to be caught on camera that wasn't like a surveillance camera or something like that it's usually there that's that's a pretty good red flag there might be something it's in, not into legit it. there might yeah. be something into but it. with the uber uh you know it, have you gotten the in-car camera yet no dude they're they're like 60 70 bucks get a goddamn dash cam with a, a, a cab camera too all right you know just do that not to mention it could be highly entertaining and also highly profitable, depending on the circumstances. That's true. <laughs> All right. Take us to something else. Get, where do you want to take it from here? I've, I've kind of monopolized the first part of this show. Um, what do you want to talk right, let's about? Do, we'll do the debt ceiling drama thing. All right. You want to talk about, like, the biggest waste of time that I've ever seen in my life. It's this debt ceiling stuff. No. Why do you think it's a waste of time? Well, no. Just the theatrics? The theatrics. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, these guys are going to raise the of debt ceiling. Of course they are. There's no way in hell they are going to let the U.S. dollar default because that pretty much entirely crashes the global economy. Again, that puts the entire world in not a recession, a depression. Yeah, and the for other the, years, the, maybe a decade. The other thing is this: despite and I, God, I hope they do it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Despite all of the, like, look, the Democrats are out there saying that these cuts are draconian and that how dare they hold you know the, the the how how dare they hold them hostage right and they use a lot of terrorist rhetoric when it comes to what they're doing here that's my design yeah that's all focus grouped yeah yep but they're hypocrites because they've done the same shit when they're not in charge oh, i know every, every, like both sides do it well and, and hold on it's standard playbook material and to the republicans when trump was in office they had no problem 45, raising the debt ceiling. 39 45 39 what's that that's when you first mentioned trump in the show i'm actually proud of you oh that's lo far longer than you normally go it wasn't uh, gratuitous either so. it wasn't even that gratuitous and it that was, was just to aside. mention yeah, yeah it was it was not so, to mention him no but when the when the last president was there, they had no problem raising the debt ceiling. <laughs> Didn't want to say it again. No. <laughs> and not to mention, what the Republicans want to do is to bring back spending to twenty twenty two levels, right? Which is nothing. Right. They only want to cut the increase. None of them are trying to balance the budget. Well, and you got to remember, twenty twenty two spending levels were with all the COVID stimulus already in them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so that's not even. I mean, God, can't we even go back to before that? Not, neither you know? neither side <laughs> right. actually wants to solve this problem. <laughs> like neither side wants oh, to balance. No, neither side wants to do anything about it. No, it, this is all a fugazi, and it's all to score political points. Absolutely, that's and all any of it's all ever about. hypocrites yes. on this one. <laughs> yes. They've all been on both sides of the fence, depending on who's in charge. Is all is depending on how they'll do it. Right. They'll always say that this is unprecedented when oh, in all God. reality it isn't. That word oh, should, I'm so be, sick of the should be outlawed for anyone in the media or anyone in politics to ever use that word because it's it would be unprecedented if they ever use the word unprecedented accurately because it's almost always 
with multiple precedent. Yeah. All of them have held both sides of the arc. Not all of them, but the vast yeah. majority of them, especially anybody that's been up there with any length of time, has held both sides of an issue. Yes. And for each one to act like somehow, it's really going it, to, and it comes down to a blame game. Like, oh, yeah. which side's going to be able to blame the other side for something? Yeah. And it, it's annoying. <laughs> I know. It's annoying to no end that you have these. And again, why would you not want to negotiate? I mean, I guess I can understand why you wouldn't want to negotiate. But the new wrinkle, but hold on. But I will say this, though. They always add a new wrinkle. Yeah. And the new wrinkle this time is like the 14th Amendment, that they're going to be able to utilize the 14th Amendment what? to somehow the president is able to just increase spending using what? the 14th Amendment. Oh, yeah, there's a new wrinkle to the whole I, I, thing. Okay, you got to explain that. What? And again, it, 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 it's wrong, but what is, is and is this the Republicans or Democrats? Democrats. Using it? Democrats are, are using it because they want to use it. They want to give the president more power. Got it. So what is their take? How could that? even work the, the bills were already passed and so they're for, allowed for, to for those it. of you who don't know the 14th amendment essentially says that any u.s citizen no state can um uh, do anything to any u.s citizen uh that is unconstitutional essentially so if you're a u.s citizen then you know you have all the rights of a u.s citizen and it was primarily done uh you know after uh emancipation and to ensure that the states uh, didn't try to do uh, you know anything to to uh, restrict the constitutional rights of former slaves. Okay, so that's uh, that's essentially what the Fourteenth Amendment says. The states must adhere essentially to the uh, the Bill of Rights for everyone. Yeah, so it's it's the the debt ceiling in the Fourteenth Amendment. There's yeah. a there's a there's an they're they're trying to make an argument. Uh, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law includes debts incurred for payments of pensions and bounties for services in suppressing insurrection and rebelling shall not be shall not be questioned. But neither the United States nor the nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of insurrection or rebellion oh, against the United States that or claim the loss or emancipation of any slave. But all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be illegal and void. Oh, wow. Okay, now I understand the angle they're taking. They're taking the to suppress insurrection angle, aren't they? Something like that. Oh it's God. just, it's amazing. So they, they must be trying to tie January 6th into this somehow. Oh, somehow. And because January, oh, that's. What a fucking. Oh, that's fantastic. God, I'm so sick of that day. <laughs> I am so sick of that day. I am really, really sick and tired oh, of January 6th. Yeah. I am so. You know what's funny is, I, look, that day that it happened, <laughs> like, I just knew, God, this is going right. to be used. Yeah. They are going to, both sides are going to just beat a dead horse with oh, this and they are, issue. man. They are. Over a non-issue. Right. Like, well, this was it, something that. It was an issue. It was a, a violent thing. People. Oh, no, no, no. A couple oh, okay, people died. On. When I mean people a non-issue, when I mean, okay, let me make but sure I say this correctly. Insurrection. Hold on. Let me make sure I say it this way. Huh. It's a non-issue in the fact that Pence couldn't do anything to stop it. And, it was a non-issue. Right. You had a people that had no fucking idea what was going on try to act like they knew what was going on, that if they went there and just protested, somehow Biden wasn't going to get, right. you know, right. put in, installed in office. Well, theoretically, I mean, if, if Pence had been on board, it would have been a much bigger constitutional crisis than it was. So Pence really averted making it into a true crisis situation by doing his job by doing his job yeah by, by following the constitution he averted a a true constitutional crisis oh yeah yeah absolutely because trump didn't win which is why he's uh he's going to be the runner-up in the uh 2024 presidential election 
the runner-up. Oh yeah, yeah because you think about M- it. Michelle Obama's. Are be you the ready next to president. bet on this one yet? Not yet. Because you keep saying, I, look, man, it, I, and I'm at the point right now where I'm like, put up or shut up. <laughs> no, you can't give me. Look, come on, man. We're we're a year and a half out. You can't give me put up or shut up before the primaries have even legitimately well, started. But, but you act as if it's already a forego- foregone conclusion. Well, that's what I do. It's part of my Jedi mind trick. Well, thing. that's true. You but know, you're I'm wrong. trying to manifest this reality. You are because trying to manifest. As far as I know. Uh, because I have no other way of proving, as far as I know, I am the only actual consciousness that exists, and I create the entire reality around me. So, from my perspective, that could be the case. That's also the case from your perspective. Think about it. You have no way to prove that anything outside of your head is actually real. You know, I'm not going to respond to that. I'm not going <laughs> to respond to that. I'm not even going to fucking respond to that. I'm not even going to do it. It's true, though. I'm, you, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not responding to you, it. You think you think, therefore you think you are. Yeah. But I know I think, therefore I know I am. That you smoked before you got here. I wish I had. You take some this, this would be a, maybe you, maybe this, you, this would be a great size of that this would be a great show if I was high. Uh, so hold on, let's get into let, <laughs> where you want to go, DeSantis, because we were going to talk, okay. we were talking about. <laughs> just, so it looks like fuck next this week. Guy. So it I'm looks so like disappointed week, in him. So it looks like next week he's going to decide that he's going to run. Yeah, good. Or he's going to make the announcement official. I hope he runs all the way out of this fucking state forever. I just I, here's the thing. I don't get. I don't get it. I don't get how you took something that you probably would have been able to do very well with, and right. you fucked it up so bad. Right. Right. What the fuck is this whole anti-LGBTQ crusade? You know, he wants to I mean, double he, down on the culture war stuff right. because and, and in all honesty, what happens now is, is that, OK, so let's hold on. Let's he break. must have some focus group data that says there's a lot of people that that want that nationwide. Well, I think in the Republican primary, I think that's absolutely. Gonna yeah, be but the it's going to kill him in the general. He's going to be. I don't think that the they general. fuck. I think that they think they, they can get past it. <sighs> I think you, here's the thing. I think they're looking at is you got to beat the front runner. I'm not going to say his name anymore. <laughs> Who is that? Who's the front runner? I Mike know. Pence? Some guy. Mike Pence you're talking nah, about, right? Nah, he's another guy. <laughs> he's a former president. <laughs> All right. We'll let you have the big Cheeto. The big, okay, yeah. <laughs> big Cheeto. All right, the big Cheeto. All right, so. Well, he's going to be in prison. We know that. Okay, look and, I, look, and I wrote something this week, and I wrote it in such a way that I made it almost, it, it's almost impossible for anybody to disagree with. Okay. And at the same time, I'm sure there's people that would disagree with it. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So I'll say, I said, maybe one of the reasons that there is so much strife in this country and so much division in this country is because many times the only solution that the only solutions that is given is either that you make things mandatory or that you get banned entirely. Right. Again, I point I made before. Yeah. The problem with this is that both sides are seeking to use the force of government to instill their sense of morality on everyone. This stops everyone from also having the ability to just live their lives as they see fit and leaving each other alone. I see so many times in many arguments that somehow they will twist the justification hurting someone else as giving them the right to instill their will on other people. Good ideas mm-hmm. don't require force and you cannot like something and still not want the government to ban it. Yep. But if you look at what. Okay, let's go. to drag say, say that again. You cannot like something. You can despise something. You can hate something but still not want the government to ban it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Right. And that's a rational position to have. I hate that thing. I hate that person, but I don't want government to use force against them. Yeah. You know, that's okay. And every time you hear somebody talk about it, it's it's almost like they're, again, again, we'll get into this stuff in the second hour because we blew, I can't believe we're already at the end of the first hour. I know. We thought we weren't going to have enough material. Yeah, I know. But if you look at like what DeSantis has been doing in Florida, 
Like they're banning books. Right. Why in the fuck would you ban books? Right. There's a whole like, thing. Stop now. fucking hang, banning hang books. I don't give a fuck what the book they says. They just passed a law about biological gender and bathrooms. Who gives a fuck? You know, I, I think, look, I think every business out there should just go straight to unisex bathrooms. There's no men's room. There's no women's room. That's a bathroom. As many people as you can fit in there. Go ahead. Don't care. It's your problem, not mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I, I'm not. Ag- if, I'm not against if that. If I had a place of business that was open to the public, that's what I'd do. There'd but be this, one bathroom, and it'd be you know stalls, urinals, whatever. Look, but the same. Actually, I'd put a trough in there. I'd put one trough, no, no dividers. That's your bathroom. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Do what you got to do in it. <laughs> but to get to see what's going on with DeSantis and Disney, right, is just stupid all day long. However. The, the, there's something that came out this week about Disney um, halting like a billion dollar project in Florida and trying to claim that it was because of DeSantis when in all reality it wasn't. Well, it, he might have been the nail in the coffin in it, but I'm sure there was probably more of a Look, business decision behind yeah, that. There's yeah, a, it's a, here's the thing. Yeah. There's a business decision behind it. The old CEO is the one that put it together. The new CEO was... was Undoing, well, hold yeah. on, he was undoing a lot of the stuff that the old CEO was doing anyway, and this was part of it. Look, their subscriber base is down. Disney has taken a cultural, I mean, Disney's taken a financial hit based off of their cultural, right. um, you know, them getting involved hurt them too. Right. You know what I mean? It hurt It hurt DeSantis, but it also hurt Disney. Right. Now, it hurts Disney in a different way than it hurts DeSantis, but it hurts both of them. I mean, nobody's winning in this battle. No, no. You know? But DeSantis is coming out much more bloodied. Yeah. Well, hold on. Is is taking a couple hits and you're on the poll numbers, bloody, or losing a couple million dollars, or losing both. a bunch of money? Like you're both taking a hit on this, right? One. But if if this was not part of Disney's business plan to begin with, if it was in the direction they're going, then they're not really taking. Yeah, a hit. they. But they. Yeah, and they. But they were. They were. They were going to not do this anyway. It's just one of those things. And DeSantis is going around with private jets and doing all this other stuff. Now we know why they passed that law that his uh, travel records can't be disclosed because he's been traveling around in private jets owned by big money donors. You know, uh, at least he wasn't doing it on the Florida taxpayers time. But now what they've done is these big money donors trying to get Ron to uh, all these uh, uh, campaign uh, trail uh, locations all over the world. They've set up a nonprofit organization to fly Ron DeSantis around. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's so dirty. It's so fucking dirty. Yeah, you know I had, what I'm saying. Look, I used to have way more, look. I may have disagreed with DeSantis on some stuff. I disagreed a lot, but I, I had, had I had some respect for him. Now yeah. I got none for this guy. Now no. he's he's just as bad as the other guy. He, yeah, absolutely. And I will say this: I thought he was way more disciplined than he is. He's still more disciplined than the other guy. But that's just well, a, that's such a low it's, bar. Yeah, man. It's such a low bar. It's not even such funny. a low bar. We'll get into DeSantis more in the second hour, though. Yeah, yeah, we will. And uh, we got some other things to talk to. What what else is on our agenda for the second hour? here uh there's a <laughs> oh some cassandra trigger uh dfc's in there uh gonna talk about the un- unstoppable uh russian hypersonic missiles uh why americans don't want news uh and uh some other things in there that i'm currently not yeah, saying usa but... truckers acting like canadians oh, yeah. the anti-cop killer bees <laughs> oh and some uh, uh performance art by uh, ted cruz yeah. uh, that uh, i think you'll really like but uh uh listeners thank you so much if you'd like to hear our number two all you need to do is go to 
patreon.com. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a whole bunch of free stuff, uh, an autographed copy of my book, The Cassandra Trigger, an Anarchist Guild Challenge Coin, a This Is Not a Bob and Double Bag, and more. We'll see you on the other side.